Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third Podcast, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, CBS Sports lead NWSL writer, joined today by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we will be doing a match recap of some midweek matches across the league and in some special tournaments taking place this week. And we will also hit you with a weekend NWSL preview. Uh, first, I just want to remind all our listeners that you can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. And to just check in with you all and let you know that we've been getting so many great questions over on our Apple Podcast review. So please keep them coming. If you leave us a question with a five-star review, we will absolutely answer it on one of our segments. So keep them coming, guys. Lisa. We got a lot to get through today. Again, it feels like the Olympics all over. So much soccer happening. We couldn't ask for anything more, though, really. It's fun. Lots to watch. I like these midweek games. It breaks it up a little bit. Um, and because of the WICC, there are a few teams not competing in the NWSL this weekend, which is fine. But um, I'm back. We're back at it, Sandra. I like it. We have had a busy week. Lots of interviews that we put out. Lots of content to cover. You are traveling, looking lovely in your hotel room. But besides that, how's life? How are things going? It's going. It's going. It's been, it's been <laughs> hectic out here. The Keep it honest for the people. It's going. I will. I got to keep it real. I can't be anything else. Um, the soccer truly never sleeps, uh, but it has been delightful, honestly, all of the soccer that we've been taking a look at. And uh, I'm excited to get into more of all of it with you and with our listeners. But first, we've got ourselves a quick, quick plug. Just want to let everybody know. Fantasy Football Today draft prepping for charity month supporting St. Jude is underway. Throughout the month, the FFT crew will have various eBay auctions supporting St. Jude, culminating in the six-hour draft-a-thon event on September 1st. Up for bid are pre-draft calls with fantasy experts, a spot in an expert fantasy league, a custom-designed fantasy football team logo, and so much more. Go to cbssports.com slash ebay to donate and bid. That's cbssports.com slash ebay. I love a good charity auction. Uh, shout out to St. Jude, uh, my abuelito, and our church. It's all good. Always. Uh, I love it. So everybody check that out if you if you get a chance. And uh, we're going to get into these games, I promise. But before we do, before we do, again, we keep hitting There's you. There's a lot of preludes here, but that's all good stuff, guys. You're, 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 here for, you're here for the games, and, and so are we. We're going to get into them. But this is, this is important because it ties into these games. Okay? Before we get into the games, we have added more content on our YouTube page. So all of the full NWSL game highlights will be added to our YouTube page. We've added games from Wednesday, PSG versus Bayern, 
racing Louisville versus Chicago Red Stars and so much more. So if there is like a sick play that you want to go back and relive or, you know, you hear us talk about something specifically, you can go and get an overview of the game that you just missed. And you can do that by subscribing to Attacking Third at YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. And Sandra, we chatted a little bit about these highlights that are on the YouTube page for Attacking Third before we started recording. They're long highlights. They are extended highlights. You don't just get a little nibble of the game. You get the whole dang snack. Um, it's totally worth it. It's the best way to catch up on games, of course, after you listen to our podcast. Then when we call out big plays, big shots, uh, big performances by players, and we tell you to go watch them, you can head straight to Attacking Third on YouTube and watch it right there. I mean, all in one place. We can't make it easier for you guys. Convenient, quick. I love it. Uh, I love some of the highlights already. Like I like that they're a little bit more extended, quite mm -hmm. frankly. You know, you can get a, a little bit more, like a little bigger bite of the game versus maybe like a quick two to three minute kind of highlight package. These are a little bit more extended, you know, anywhere from, you know, five all the way to who knows how long. There's a couple up there that are maybe like, you know, 10, 12 minutes. So uh, I'm very, very excited about that for sure. I'm also very excited to finally get into some of these games. Lisa, we got to talk about some of this action that happened on Wednesday. Chicago visiting Racing Louisville, the inaugural Women's Cup kicking off at Lynn Family Stadium in Louisville, Kentucky. And things got kicked off with PSG and Bayern Munich and Racing Louisville and Chicago Red Stars were the second part of that doubleheader. And this match for Chicago Red Stars and Louisville, Lisa, this match also counted as part of an NWSL regular season fixture. So the ending result of the regulation portion of this match was what counted for both of these teams. So this game ended in a 1-1 draw. So both teams ended up splitting the points on the league table. And then they each went to penalty kicks to determine who was going to advance into this inaugural Women's Cup final. And Racing Louisville ended up advancing on penalty kicks. Lisa, this game, who, what, where, when, how, why, all of it. I mean, there's so much to unpack with this game, Sandra. Like you mentioned, the fact that it ended in a tie, of course it would, uh, because tie counts in the NWSL, but not for the Women's Cup. And then it goes to penalty kicks. Um, of course, why not? Louisville came out on uh, came out harder, stronger, faster, harder in the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, even the first half um, until things really started to shift for Chicago in the second half and, and play opened up um, at 10 minutes in. I, Danielle Colaprico is trying to dribble out of the back. She has options to her right and to her left. Sarah Gordon on the right, I believe it was Tierna Davidson on the left, um, trying to pass out to them and making it really predictable which way she was going to go and where she was going to go. It was way too lax for Colaprico just dribbling out and Ebony Salmon, Love it when forwards play defense. It pays off for Salmon in this scenario. She picks off the ball and just dribbles it right in. Uh, I think she gets the five hole for Cassie Miller. Some some yeah. talk for y'all right between the legs, um, which, I mean, great for Ebony Salmon because I picked her apart a little bit last week. She had a few breakaways, open chances on goalkeepers, and she missed them. And mm -hmm. in this league and at, at this level, you cannot miss those 1v1 against a goalkeeper breakaways. I mean, yes, kudos to goalkeepers for getting them. But as a forward, you need to bury that. And that's what she did against Cassie Miller and in Chicago last night. Um, or, excuse me, Wednesday evening. But it, 
for Louisville, this was the second game that they have scored in the first 15 minutes of the match. So that speaks to the mindset of this team. And for Christy Holly, what his message is to Racing Louisville is you need to come out on the front foot and impose your game on your opponents. Don't let anyone settle in. Don't let the tempo or momentum shift away from Racing Louisville. Get the ball in the first five minutes. Attack, attack, attack. Put high pressure on and get goals. Um, They end up winning this one in penalty kicks, but... Ultimately, like it came down to a tie in the NWSL, even though they scored first. So how can Louisville hold on to a lead? That's what I need to see from this team and from Christy Holly. It's it's not just getting on the board first, but keeping it or trying to get another one in their goal or in in the run of play and in a game. Um, taking a look at the Chicago Red Star sh- side, Sandra Mallory Pugh, I. <laughs> She is so up and down for me. Last night, she played well. And on Wednesday, she played well in this Women's Cup for the NWSL. If she can create up top and be unpredictable in what she's going to do, she will be successful in this league and in her soccer career. When she gets the ball, she looks to dribble. She looks to shoot. She looks to find the final pass to a teammate, which is always a really good pass. Um, And and then occasionally ripping incredible shots from distance or dribbling all the way in and getting shots off. So she can continue to be unpredictable with the ball. She will continue to be successful. Um, Kaylia Watt, she ends up getting the goal. There was a a lot happening in this one. A great goal by Watt. She deserved it. She had a few opportunities in this match. Um, It honestly wasn't the most well-placed shot really wasn't it it slid right through a Louisville defender and, and goalkeeper before it fell in the back of the net but it was shot mm. hard and it was shot quickly because all <laughs> the, uh, lot of shots are really hard <laughs> the the build-up to the goal was, yes. was more impressive for sure it was but the actual goal itself was just a little bit of a ricochet it was pretty lucky that it went in honestly it was pretty lucky that it <laughs> went in but she put in a lot of work leading up to it yeah. so we'll give it to her but I yeah. don't know it, I mean, it just, it just sort of felt like that kind of game. And I mean, and again, you just to echo what you were saying about Louisville and and the back line. They, they've had their, they look, they've had their struggles defensively this season. They, they've had games that they can go back and circle on this schedule that they've, quite frankly, you know, let get away. And and honestly, looking back into this match when we're talking about luck. There is a very, very dangerous moment in the late part of this game where there was a plea for a handball call and was not given. And you see on the replay of this moment, this ball, absolutely, you know, Bonner making contact with this ball, even though it was kind of like sliding motion and, and just was not called. Uh, so you, you hate to see uh, that type of stuff happen you know what what type of conversation are we happening if that actually gets called what are we you know saying about the you know the back line and the and the Louisville organization and this game if that does get called you know it didn't but we're still talking about it because that's our our jobs and we're still and it should have been called you know we're, we're supposed to do that here uh but you know it ended up closing out in a draw and going to penalty kicks and you know, I think if you're having these two goalkeepers, you know, kind of go head to head, whether it's it's a Miller or a Betos, you know, Betos has got the the experience going in into some of this stuff. So uh, the fact that they were able to to go and 
do what they did in penalty kicks was enough. A part of it was, you know, players just not converting their their yeah. penalty kicks. You know, that that's a huge part of it too. So it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see what comes down uh in, into the final. Uh you know, Bayern is a very, very good soccer team. Uh we got to see a real treat in in PSG and Bayern playing that earlier game, uh pretty close and narrow, uh in terms of the scoreline anyway. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see racing Louisville and their style of play going up against this Bayern side for sure. It, it will be such a big, big test of Louisville and their defense. And we just talked about it. It's not the most secure defense and it's not the most consistent. Um, so going up against uh, a Bayern it will expose things for Louisville, um, which I'm honestly excited to watch. <laughs> Not the exposure part. It sounds horrible. But you can learn so much from a team when they get exposed. You can learn so much from them, where the holes are, what players understand how to recover from that. And that's a maturity level. That's a knowledge of the game. That's an intelligence and a soccer IQ level. So on an individual player standpoint, I am so excited to watch this game to see if and where Byron can expose racing Louisville and, and then how the players respond and react to that um, all over the pitch. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, we had another uh, NWSL game happen, although it didn't count in the regular season standings. Houston Dash and Portland Thorns went head-to-head in the WICC, the Women's International Champions Cup, uh, alongside another doubleheader that featured Barcelona and Lyon and a real tale of two matches here. But let's sort of hone in perhaps a little bit on this Houston Dash and Portland Thorns game. This was the second match of the doubleheader taking place in the WICC and uh, a little bit of uh, maybe we're going to echo some similar things here when we're talking a little bit about the Houston Dash because they came out really on the front foot and all of a sudden that first half, they looked to really be bringing it to Portland. And then things just completely changing in this second half for sure. We got to see, we literally got to see somebody uh, in Olivia Moultrie kind of really take over this game. The 15-year-old midfielder for the Thorns really kind of going into beast mode and changing things for this Portland Thorns side and ended up getting two goals uh, and, well, providing the assist and then providing the equalizer, I believe. And then this game went to penalty kicks. And all of a sudden, Portland Thorns are advancing into the final for this one after – it looked like Houston Dash kind of had them on the on the back heels a little bit. So a really thrilling game, but a game, again, that did not count in the NWSL League standings. That was a, a big difference between the, the game that happened between racing and Chicago and then the one versus uh, Chicago and Portland. Um, Lisa, were you able to take in any of this match at all? Yeah, this was a fun one, and, and huge kudos to Olivia Moultrie because – uh, what a game for her. What a showing. What a confidence booster for her. After she scored the goal, a set-piece goal opportunity, um, well struck. The ball had a lot of spin on it. It wasn't super hard. It did bounce before it hit the back of the net. But irrelevant because she got her first goal. And the reaction from the teammates after Moultrie's goal says everything about the type of person she is and the type of player that Moultrie is on on the Thorns team. They were so excited for her. And I think everyone really is across the league because this is a huge moment for her and for the league and for Portland that she's 
just another player that's really good and that deserves to be playing in this league. So I'm all for that. I think it was a really huge game for her. Um, yeah, I'm happy for Portland at home and, and getting on the board two second half goals from Portland in this matchup after Houston came out first hard and fast. Um, yeah. Quika and Olivia Moultrie are, are the two goal scorers after this one. And Sandra, you are, I'm exposing you right now. You're in Portland. You had the pleasure of watching these two games and these four teams in person, which after 2020 and the pandemic, like that is so huge for media and, and for everyone. What, when you're watching this game, especially Portland, Houston, what things stood out to you that contrasted the game from the European side to the American side. I mean, we've talked to all these European players and we asked them, oh, what's different in the NWSL? What happens? But you, you got to witness it in person, both games back to back. What what stood out to you? Yeah, you know, there's just something about being able to witness these type of performances, you know, in person. You you can see a lot of stylistic differences when you're watching these games in general, period, when you're watching them uh, on TV or, or via stream on your personal device or wherever. Uh, but being able to get like sort of just the f- like full view, like pitch view of what's happening in a game, you're getting to see things that are happening off the ball as well as, you know, on the ball. And it was it, it felt correct that these two games sort of happened the way that they did. You had the Europeans playing, you know, against each other in Barcelona and Lyon first and that we had a real American fixture take place uh, in the second part of the doubleheader with Houston and Portland. And I think for, for those of us who, you know, follow NWSL so closely, when you're, when you're looking at these two sides for Houston and Portland, you, you took a look at the lineups and you kind of saw some differences in this Portland lineup. You didn't necessarily see what would be considered their, their day ones, their, their, their a plus, you know, starting 11. We really got to see some depth coming off of the bench to get the game going. Uh, and on Houston side, you know, we saw a lot of the regular starters, you know, Rachel Daly was put back in uh, up top for this team. And we got to see Shea Groom have a, a heck of a first half for this team, uh, really sort of pressing the issue against this this thorn side that maybe hasn't had a lot of time together uh, for those particular players that we were watching in that in that initial starting eleven. Um, and then you saw in the second half as uh, Portland started to kind of press against the dash and kind of chip into their lead a little bit, we started to see a lot more physical and choppy play. Uh, we started to see, you know, some some disjointed play a little bit because of all of the fouling, a lot of the pressure, a lot of the physicality that was happening within the game. It's almost kind of like, well, uh, if you start losing a game or if you're getting frustrated, just foul, <laughs> like just foul and just start getting frustrated. So we, it was very, very interesting to sort of watch that type of match being played out uh, in the second half ver- or in the second match versus what we all were watching in that very first game i believe at one point watching this this barcelona side and this leon side these two just the absolute beasts of the game uh you've got barcelona as the reigning champions league winners and then leon is just like multi-time winning uh champions league uh, team going head to head with some of these big big names and we just started to see a lot of the very impressive, tactical, stylistic type of soccer that we hear so much about 
uh, coming out of these European sides. Uh, it was very, very impressive to watch Barcelona play in person. Um, it almost felt uh, as if a player wasn't taking more than a touch and a half before they were trying to find the next option uh, in terms of their teammate or their next channel or next player. And uh, same for, for Lyon, to watch a player like Marjorie be able to really just turn it on and be able to kind of string things together, this sort of puppet master in the pitch and connecting with her her teammates and setting them up. It was absolutely delightful. And these are two teams that are really in preseason form. You know, so it was kind of like, mm-hmm. wow, like what what do these teams look like, you know, when they're kind of um, really in the midst of their of their regular season. So it was a real, real treat. And it's going to be an even bigger treat, I think, to see some of these things get mixed up because of the results of these matches. It's setting up uh, a, a final and a third place match. So there's going to be Portland Thorns facing off against Lyon because uh, they were the winners against Barcelona. And now Barcelona and Houston Dash will go head-to-head for this third-place match. So I'm very excited to sort of see how these two sides go against each other, uh, you know, in these in these respective matches. Uh, it's going to be two very different stylistic type of things um, to, to pay attention to, and I'm looking forward to it for sure. One thing that we I have to give a lot of credit to for the WICC and the Women's Cup in how they set up these tournaments is uh, Americans against Americans – so the final would be European versus American team versus yeah, NWSL team. So you're getting to see, you're still yeah. getting to see like two teams go head to head. So whether it's in the final, like an NWSL club versus a European club or a third place match, but that is still going to feature a European club versus yes. NWSL side. So it's, it's going to be a great job on that. Great thinking on that side, whoever made the schedule, because that's what you want to see. And I'm excited for those matches to come. I, I really am because that's what you want to see. So great job. Whoever scheduled this. Well done. I'm hyped for it. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it uh, some more once these matches get, get underway. Uh, but we've got to preview the remaining NWSL matches that are going to be taking place this weekend. But first, we're going to take a quick hydration break because we have to do that on this episode. So cheers. And we will be back to preview the rest of the NWSL regular season. Canned coffee, it looked like there, Lisa. I've got <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, of some, course. Some bubbly, some bubbly Topo Chico. That we all yeah. do our best to try to, try to stay hydrated. Lisa um, runs on on La Colombe coffee for sure, and yeah, it's it's a good it's, it's a, a good, good treat choice. for me. <laughs> it's a good, good choice because it's the choice that you made for yourself. Oh boy, we've got matches on matches on matches Saturday. Doubleheader, we've got North Carolina versus Kansas City NWSL and OL Rain versus Gotham FC. Sunday versus uh, Washington Spirit versus Orlando Pride for for Sunday. And that's going to close out the weekend. So three games that we're taking a look at here, Lisa. North Carolina Courage versus Kansas City NWSL. Tell me who you got and why are you excited for Kansas City coming off of the win? (laughs) You know it. I am so excited for Kansas City. I really am. They they got their first win last week. That is so huge. And over OL Reign, a big powerhouse. Of course, we, we already talked about that. So this match, I have to go North Carolina. They have a lot of factors coming into this one. And although Kansas City has momentum coming off of their, their very big win, it's not enough. I think that Kansas City could provide a lot of pressure. On to North Carolina, um, but uh, North Carolina is just, they're good. They're also coming off of a win, um, which is, is great. A-Rod finally got her first goal with the courage. 
so that's something for the courage and for them going into this matchup. Um, we talked a little bit about it uh, when Kansas City got the win, but they their structure defensively has gotten better. When they put Katie Bowen in the midfield, it worked wonders for Kansas City. Um, can she do that again? I want to see her in that sixth position again. I want to see her there causing trouble. Now, Kansas City and, and North Carolina, their numbers match up very differently. I think we'll see Casey forward dropping back into the midfield to defend. Um, at, and remember, these are teams that traded against each other. So Kristen Hamilton and Mace, they know North Carolina very well. Maybe there's some insider conversation happening there now that they've had some time with their their clubs um, and A-Rod, who used to be with Casey, now with North Carolina. So the conversations there off the pitch are happening for sure, just to understand their teammates and everything. So I'm going North Carolina on this game Saturday, the the first of two for Saturday. Sandra, who do you have on this one, and why are you excited? Why are you watching Kansas City? <laughs> you know, I'm watching Kansas City because I'm going to be looking if if Adriana French is going to get this start. Lisa, we got to we got to talk about it. A little bit of news within the recap and preview episode for this one. Uh, there was a trade that take that took place between Kansas City and, and Portland Thorns, and it saw the homecoming really of Adriana France to Kansas and she will now be playing for Kansas city NWSL and Kansas city uh, bid farewell to Abby Smith and a lot of allocation money over to, uh, to Portland. So I'm going to be looking for that. You know, the, there's a lot of excitement right now around a player like France returning to Kansas and, you know, lots of good stuff in terms of all of the the press and the media and really just all of the the hype around having a player like that coming into this team. I mean, they're coming off of a win. They're they're in a tough spot in this regular season for sure. It's a it's a tall tall hill to climb, but I think at this point it's really about building momentum into any future fixtures whether it's the game that's going to happen next week or the week after that and then looking ahead to to next season a little bit. So you want to build any type of chemistry, cohesive soccer that you can in having somebody like France, somebody who's been playing in this league for so long, just an absolute professional, an absolute pro. It's going to be so, so helpful for this club in this locker room. But even with all that said, I got to go with North Carolina as well. There's just, uh, there's just too much. There's just too much going on over here with North Carolina in terms of their overall personnel on the pitch. Um, Paul Riley did go go public in some media availability and did mention that Sam Mewis is still dealing with some lingering and ongoing issues in terms of injuries post Olympics. Uh, so that she will be out for the foreseeable future. He hopes to have her, you know, for some type of late push in this regular season for the courage. But as for now, moving forward as of this current week and, and some of the, the more recent weeks on, on the horizon, they are going to be operating as if Mewis is unavailable. But even without a significant midfield piece like Sam Mewis, North Carolina has still got the clout. I mean, they've got the venue back. We saw all the coverage that she can provide and what she means to this team when she's in the midfield. Uh, somebody like Speck, who has you know been putting together some some good individual performances, and somebody like Denise O'Sullivan, who just you know looks a whole lot better when she's got somebody like Davini to play with. So the the midfield started clicking and looking like shadows of their former selves, even with somebody like Davini returning, even without somebody like Amuse involved. So I really do think uh, it's going to come to North Carolina's way for sure in this one. Um, 
Yeah, I I agree with you. And you mentioned Denise O'Sullivan. She's so fun to watch. I love watching her play. And alongside Davinia, when they combine, they they are very similar and different in, in their styles of play. And I think Davinia being back with this North Carolina team, she thrives more so than she does, um, honestly, with Brazil at the international level. I don't know if it's the style of play or the people around her, but she wants to do really, really well with this North Carolina team. Um, you mentioned A.D. French coming home to Kansas City. I don't know if you saw. It was her Instagram story, Sandra. Made me cry. Aww. It made me cry. For those who didn't check it out the other day, it was a, a series of pictures of her yeah. in Portland and her time there and her teammates and the fans yeah. and Oh, gosh, it made me cry. But I'm excited for her to be at KC. And I think that she can provide a lot of veteran experience for that team um, and and for them to climb this big hill that they have in front of them. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe maybe they'll uh, this will be another week where they uh, shock the league. For sure. Uh, I would love to see it. I love to come I back. I love that. It's my, fa- <laughs> it's my favorite. I love to be wrong more than I like to be right. Uh, let's look at the second match closing out Saturday. O.L. Reign versus Gotham FC. O.L. Reign coming into this one looking for a little bit of a bounce back. They were the team that ended up losing to Kansas City and WSL to sort of give them their first uh, win. I got to say that has to be a little bit of a motivating factor, don't you think, Lisa? I don't think uh, you go into a game against Kansas City and WSL, the the team with the you know lowest record in the league, and at the time, Ole Reign really top form coming off of an undefeated streak, really a win streak, and really playing some – beautiful cohesive soccer and then dropping a game you know losing some big big points in the standing as as we're well underway in this second half but now they're looking at a bounce back against a gotham fc side that is a tough tough team to play against we've been watching them all year their defense has been organized they're tough to score on lisa who you got in this one what's going to happen this is so hard. There are so many factors heading into this matchup between Gotham and O.L. Reign um, because Gotham's coming off of a tie with Racing Louisville. So they don't have that taste of of winning in their mouth either, as O.L. Reign does not, which I think the bounce back for O.L. Reign um, is going to be a little stronger, a little felt more. The ripple effect will be felt more throughout the team because they – played against a team that shut them down, um, not shut them down completely, but we talked about it. They Kansas City did a really nice job defensively against O.L. Reign, and now going up against a team like Gotham, who is naturally defensively organized, it's going to be harder for them to break down. But I think the mindset for O.L. Reign is stronger. Um, they have a lot of players that have – been having really good games, not consistent 90-minute games or even 60-minute matches. So if they can get some consistency, uh, this one will be a very tight game. I, a one, one goal in this one. Um, I want to give it to Gotham. I think Gotham will come out. You're choosing a winner. Top. I am choosing a winner, right. but only by one. Just how Gotham has been doing and, and the players in their midfield, and I think – Iffy up top has been playing well and getting more confident in her abilities. And I think also the announcement of Carly Lloyd retiring 
put yeah. lights a fire under Gotham that they need to do better for her as as a team and as a unit. You need to continue to get wins for Carly Lloyd. Um, I go Gotham in this one. Who do you have? I don't have a winner in this one. I think it is going to be a draw. I think this one is going to come down to a draw. Uh because it's going to be like chaotic, but I want it to be like a big draw. I want it to be like two, two, you know, I want it to be like a, a high school. Draw. I want some, I want some of that NWSL after dark action for sure. And this one, let, let, let's get it. Let's bring it. I want to believe that both these teams are going to feel like they want to score some goals. No, no defense, just vibes in this. One. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm hoping that it'll be a draw and I hope that it'll be a high scoring draw. Sandra, you're talking about a team like Gotham, who defense is like their middle name as, yeah, as a unit, and and Freya Coom, she's that's what mm-hmm. they preach. And maybe, sure, let's, let's give it, it goal let's scoring vibes. Like you said, Carla Lloyd could be back in this one. You know, who knows if she's going to get the start or be on limited minutes. We will see. We're slowly starting to see the return of U.S. Olympians back with their teams, if not being in market and the boost that that provides uh, for, for certain teams. So I'm, I'm hoping that there's a little bit of that. I hope that there's a little bit of that energy that I'll I don't know, though. Team. She's been doing a lot of wine promotions and, and hey. beer promotions. We'll see. Let's get, let's get, let's get sloppy. <laughs> let's get, <laughs> let's make it happen. Let's make it happen in this match. Uh, but watch, watch it be like a zero, zero draw. I'm trying to hype it up. <laughs> And it's going to be like a zero. No, zero it's going to be one nil to Gotham. Come on. All right. All right. We'll here. see. We'll see. But you chose a winner. <laughs> I did not. All right. Let's close it out. We've got Washington Spirit versus Orlando Pride to close out NWSL weekend action. It's the interim head coach battle, I guess. We've got Washington Spirit uh, hosting Orlando Pride. Um, I'm curious to see how these two coaches are going to mm-hmm. have their teams lining up and playing against each other. Um, there's There's been a lot, you know, obviously we've talked about it on this podcast. There's been a lot going on for the Spirit. And uh, in terms of their their ongoing head coach search, they've got an interim head coach at the moment. And they came off of a, a wild, we're talking about wild draws. They came off of a wild draw themselves, uh, you know, against Houston, against Houston Dash. And you got to feel like a win can possibly do some other things besides get them some points in the standings in this league. You know, it could provide really good energy. It could provide a boost, you know, morale boost to the team. And um, I'm looking for, yes, strong individual performances in a game like this, but I really want to see like that really good kind of cohesive soccer that we were watching in this early part of this season for this team maybe not really right at the beginning but probably like right before uh right before and leading into the olympic stretch of the season uh, we started to see some really really good stuff happening between this team uh, with the attacking line dynamic between sanchez and hatch and rodman um, and watching the play of somebody like andy sullivan in the midfield for this team the leadership that she's been providing and uh, really, somebody like Tori Huster as well, alongside her. So I, I'm I'm a big fan of that. I I think for me, Lisa, in this one, I'm gonna go with the spirit to take this one. Uh, tell me who you got and what you're gonna see in this one. It's really like a bit of a rookie ball against some veteran ball in this yeah. this matchup. Uh, you mentioned Sanchez, uh, but Hatch Rodman up top going against. Orlando players and defensive line like Allie Riley, Allie Krieger, Ashlyn Harris. I mean, you look at the offense for one side and the defense for the other. It's 
I, I don't know. This one is tricky for me. I think if Rodman is on her game and if Hatch is on her game, they could put Orlando under a lot of pressure. They could do a lot of damage to that back line. Um, but remember, Marta is back for the pride after this yeah. Olympic stretch. Yeah. You, you can't forget about been, her. Yeah, and Rodman has been kind of, you know, lingering with a, a little bit of an injury too. So it's a real – there's some real unknowns in this one, honestly. Yes, that's, that's what I mean. So this is this is different, and I think that – Orlando interim head coach Becky Burley has a little bit more she's she's been playing it safe with this Orlando Pride team in the sense of she's trying to understand she's trying to absorb all the knowledge and not make too many changes um, but I think she's learned enough and a lot about this Orlando Pride team that they could come out on top. So I'm going to take Orlando in this good, one because good. I also like to disagree with you. <laughs> I'm like finally we have one. <laughs> But it's true. It's true. I think that Orlando Pride could come out on top in this one just based on what's happening. Um, This game, I think Washington announced it's the return of their Olympians, so they'll be honoring them. So there's a lot of emotions flying high. And the veteran experience that Orlando Pride has will shine. And and Rodman, with a little bit of an injury, I think that the veteran experience in the back line outweighs the young, quick speed of Washington's front line. All right, we'll see. We'll see if we come back on this uh, on this recap for everybody to see our picks and and go over them and and who was right, who was wrong. Or we can't wait to give each other smack talk for it. <laughs> oh man, watch all of our picks are gonna they're all gonna be all draws now. Watch, we're good. We're gonna put the jinx on them for sure. But uh, I want to remind everybody that along with the recap of the NWSL matches, we'll also be taking a deeper dive into the the finals that are taking place with the WICC and the Women's Cup. We'll cover all that big stuff, you know, so we'll fill you in on everything that you need to know. A reminder that if it's too much soccer for you, that again, you can visit the YouTube page and find the highlights. Um, But I just want to thank everybody once again for listening to us i appreciate you all so so much a quick reminder to follow us on twitter at attacking third we're on apple podcast spotify stitcher and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows please leave us a five-star review with a question and we'll answer it on one of our segments and we're also available as video so just subscribe to us as youtube just visit youtube.com slash attacking third and we will be back on monday with more nwsl action recaps and more For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Thirds.